Hi, I'm Patrick Eakin Young, and this is Sound Worlds. Sound World, Sonic Theater. I keep seeing her, making her way through a rain-washed city. Long limbs, blue-black hair, head tilted at the slant of thought. Still young. She carries living with her. The gravity of days and years of lucent clouds, salt air and summer mornings after, hollow afternoons. Keeping at a distance, I follow as she crosses murky green canals, empty squares shot through with the murmur of morning doves, as she passes cafe tables scattered with the remains of midday meals, shared under the benevolent shade of the plane tree. As she wanders through the blue of dusk, headlong into the onslaught of another winding evening. Keep seeing her. Under street lamps, in doorways and windows, as she moves through pools of neon and shadow, as she accumulates a litany of nights and days, as she makes her way down Beaumont Street, through a gathering in shades of grey, across Mercy Park, where I once found myself bereft, Past the monument where I threw my head back and laughed until the ozone broke open and I could breathe again. There is a twilight before dawn she is intimately acquainted with. That time of night when the sky is veiled with a dark that holds the promise of day. I have known her to run outside in a thunderstorm, face upturned to the sky, drenched, elated by the downpour, the clamor of electric rain. Why is the hum of these streets so familiar and so strange? Where is she going? Why do I keep following? What is written on the envelope she holds? Why does she turn it over and over and over again? Where does she go when she turns the corner into an alley and out of sight? Wait! Wait for me, please! Wait! I 
call out, but the alley is now a labyrinth of streets leading to a crowded marketplace. A maze of stalls where... There she is again, disappearing into the throng, dissolving into a blur of faces, hats, coats. A crush of backs blocking my way. I jostle elbows, swimming through the crowd. A wall of bodies, ten deep, shoves back at me, keeps me stampeding in place. Catching a flash of blue-black hair, a glimpse of shoulder, a profile that half resembles hers. I reach out, I touch an arm, a stranger glaring, whips round. I've lost her. I close my eyes. I try to will her into presence. Her bony knees, the rose-tinted scar at her sternum, a jewel without a chain marking the open place below the throat, the freckle at the base of her thumb, the fullness of her lips, the way her eyes see everything. I know her like I know myself. I want to fall into a sky as empty as distance. I want to rupture space and time so there's nowhere to hide. I keep searching, combing the snarl of streets, crossing expanses of tarmac and crumbling concrete, traversing the decay, encircling the city and beyond, to the fields of green and gold, radiating out, endless, empty of her. And then, at the far end of an arcade, there she is, moving briskly as if late for an appointment that will change the course of everything to come. A child crosses her path, a boy choosing a red ball. She carries a basket now, now an armload of flowers. She rides a bicycle, small dog running beside her. She sits in contemplation at a bus stop. She emerges from a backyard, tangled up in summer. She licks a stamp, drops a letter in the post. She wears an old man's black hat. She lets the hat fly. She watches the hat sail across the sky. She lowers her eyes. She lifts them up. She looks straight into mine. She turns and runs up the steps and into my house and shuts the door.
I am on the outside looking in. Watching as she moves from room to room, setting the table with the glasses we brought back from Venice. It was winter when we were there. Empty piazzas mobbed with girls, bitter, damp, briny days paved with marble flagstones and silver light. She sits in the kitchen, drinking tea. She lowers her head, steam enveloping her face. She reaches for a sprig of rosemary and lifts it to her nose. She turns the dial on the radio. Settling on a station I can't hear. She stands and dances to an unknown tune, swaying. With her eyes closed. How does she still have a key? To this house, these rooms. Why has she come back? What does she want from me? What is she looking for here? In my home. I knew her as I know every line, every crevice in my palm, the Red Sea on the insides of my eyelids, a geometry of ankles, calves, elbows, knees, the map of veins tracing the tenderness of the inner wrist. Once I knew her like the twilight before dawn she is intimately acquainted with. I knew what would make her smile even before her face lit up, and what would make her look askance. I knew how to reel her back into herself on the day she woke up, wanting to cast off her skin, longing to walk away from everything she loved, the life she'd made piece by piece, the iridescent bottle on the mantle she'd dug up out of the mud, a blurry photo of a child in motion. Once I knew her like I know myself, or like I thought I knew myself, until I could no longer see myself reflected back at me in the window glass. Only the hazy outlines of another's face staring. Staring back at me, wavering as if seen through running water. The face of someone who has lost her purchase, lost her compass. Lost heart, lost faith. The face of someone who no longer loses herself in love. Who's forgotten what it is to love with every cell of her body. To love as if warding off the end of time. Someone for whom the dyings have been too deep. Who once turned inward for more seasons than she could count. 
only to resurface after weeks of rain. Herself, but not herself. A soul who has lost the ability to feel joy, undiluted, unabashed. The joy of a small child seeing the world from up high atop an older brother's shoulders. The joy of a mad dash bumping across a summer meadow. Bronco riding in the bucket of a wheelbarrow. A sea of wildflowers parting as the barrow plies the plain. The countenance of a soul who no longer surrenders herself to sorrow with abandon. No longer flings herself down into the depths of a dank well of sadness. Someone who has been numbed to the extremities of feeling. A wavering face in the window glass. One smooth as river stone. His crevice riven as a striated rock. Worn down. Worn away. By the passage of her days. looking in, watching through the window as she reads, as she lowers her book, as she stares into space, absently lifting her cup to her lips. She does not notice me standing there for the longest time, until a wren calls out and she looks up, her expression unknowing at first. Before it shifts, sharpening with the shock of recognition. She stands, raising her hand in silent greeting. I hold up my palm in silent reply. Eyes wide, hugging her book against her chest like a shield. She crosses the room, moving towards the window. Now, inches away, she lifts up her hand once more. I mirror her, two outstretched palms almost touching through the glass. 
holds my eyes in hers. My jumbled reflection layered over her clear features. Agates for eyes, wide cheeks, translucent skin. I know that when she looks at me, she sees that I am not who I once was. I am no longer her. She is no longer me. That was After Weeks of Rain by Chris Cerrone, Tim Monroe, and Stephanie Fleischman. I'm Patrick Eakin Young, and I hope you enjoyed Episode 1 of Season 2 of Sound Worlds. This is the first of two album adaptation episodes that kick off our new season. In them, we've taken existing albums and added narrative and sound design to create new sonic theater pieces. The episode you've just heard was adapted from the EP Liminal Highway by American composer Chris Cerrone and flautist Tim Monroe. It was reimagined with text by playwright and librettist Stephanie Fleischman and performed by Ali Murphy. The episode is mixed and mastered by Ross Flight and conceived and directed by myself. When I first heard this album, I knew that I wanted to adapt it. I felt that there was a mystery in the music that just screamed to be described. Definitely check it out in its original form, which you can get on all streaming services. Next time, we'll be adapting the experimental electronic album Simulacrum by French Ghanaian musician Aho San. With writer James Ginsberg, we tell the story of a boy trapped in his own apartment in a near-future society, cut off from music and the outside world. Never understood what I did to be born a level eight. You know it's algorithmically selected. It's the only fair way. Is it really there? Is there an outside? Desiree, you aren't making sense. I'm worried. It's because of me, Robert, that my parents are gone. I found something. Something we weren't supposed to have. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow Sound Worlds on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at underscore soundworlds, or sign up to our mailing list at soundworlds.org for the latest news, interviews, and updates. Soundworlds is created and directed by myself, Patrick Eakin Young. This season is supported by Arts Council England. It's produced by Eleanor Turney and George Warren, with production assistance by Tom Andrews and Louise Murphy. Liminal Highway was originally commissioned by Miller Theatre at Columbia and New Music USA. The album is out on New Focus Records. Thanks for listening, and I hope we hear you again here on Sound Worlds. Sound Worlds. <laughs>